Welcome back, Incorrigibles. Uh, this is part two of the Assault on Krampusnacht uh, one-shot that we're doing for this holiday season. So if you didn't catch last one, uh, go back, have a listen. You're not going to know what's going on. But um, just a quick recap. The party has found the uh, evil toy factory. They have dispatched some zombie snowmen, some evil elves, found some explosive toys, and then they ventured through into a break room and have benefited from a short rest. So we are picking up just after the short rest has concluded, and um, we'll get right into it. So you all are still in the break room, just a small room with a little kitchenette and some uh, couches and lazy boys for relaxing for the evil elves. You um, have already rolled your hit die, I assume, or hit dice, and regained any uh, hit points you could and if anyone is able to regain spell slots or different traits that sort of thing have at her all good great so as i said on the last time uh it, this uh, short rest was not interrupted you were quite safe in here actually um, and just as a reminder we're in the far back of the ground floor of the factory the initial uh room that you went in was just a massive rectangular room very high ceilings with the conveyor belts and workbenches and whatnot. And then you've gone through a set of double doors into this much smaller back section of, of the ground floor that uh, on the right leads into the break room. On the left, there's a set of stairs leading up. And if you were to go past the stairs and not go up them, you see another small door leading into presumably another room, which you haven't explored yet. Does Amelie have... Uh any like adornments she wears or something like trinkety that she displays or anything like that not really i mean she has probably um like a, a ruffly shirt little leather vest and um a skirt that has ruffles and when she twirls it flares out okay so nothing she would have like in her pockets that she would carry like something non-magical something mundane she has a little, I'm going to say she has a little um, ivory doll type thing. It's a little carving that looks like a little dog. Oh, okay. A little, a, a little sitting dog, kind of like a, a Labrador, but she doesn't know what a Labrador is. She just really uh. likes it. It's cute. <laughs> hey, well, uh, Bebop will ask if he could see it. Ch- sure. And she'll pull it out of her pocket. Here, just don't drop it, okay? Of course not. Any. We'll take it from you. And he's kind of like waving his hands over it and is, is talking to it. Amelie, you are the best new friend that I've ever met. So kind and beautiful and very proficient at killing, which I do not condone. <laughs> and then he kind of waves his hand again and hand it back to you. I've recorded you a little message. Now you can play that whenever you like. Neat! Thank you! Oh, it's so cool! Thank you! Except it's only for six seconds, so it cuts off about halfway through. (laughs) He was talking, so it's not the whole thing. (laughs) He's like, um, in the middle of the killing sentence where it doesn't say, which I do not condone. (laughs) Cuts him off. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, yeah, so wherever Bebop goes, he leaves a lot of evidence to the contrary of him being a pacifist. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 
I'm gonna hold it up to my ear and listen to it over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> Which I bleh, and then it cuts off. <laughs> I'm also going right. to go ahead right now and uh, pop off my armor for my defensive field to give myself temporary hit points again, just so I don't have to do it in the middle of combat. Chloe's gonna take out her dagger and cut a little slice across the back of her hand and she'll go there left hurts <laughs> uh, Chloe oh my goodness is there anything to eat in this uh, break room there are yeah um, you can certainly go rummage through the cupboards that Amelie had already uh, went in and there are more packages of uh, crackers mostly there's some like uncooked rice that you probably wouldn't want to eat um, but you can certainly have some crackers those seem to be edible no candy no no candy okay these are evil elves these are evil so it's elves. black licorice <laughs> uh, yeah it's black licorice ah this is such a lame break room what are these what do they eat black licorice is delicious i love it Disgusting. disgusting. I think we should go. We're in a bit of a hurry. Are we there, Toidle? It's pronounced Tortle. Toidle, that's what I said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Who's leading the way? I'll walk over to the door, open it back up. Swing it back. Okay. Which way? Okay, so straight in front of you, um, you see this somewhat narrow room with a staircase on the uh, left side uh, hugging the wall leading up. And if you were to go to the right around that staircase and carry on through this hallway, you see another door leading uh, somewhere. I'll walk towards that door. And you open it? Yeah, is everybody following me? Yeah, I'm behind you. I'll follow you. Yeah, I'll go up to the door, look at it first. Does it look like a, a normal door? Yeah, it looks very similar to the door that led to the break room. No signs on it? Doesn't say anything? Nope. Closet? Men's room? Nope. <laughs> okay, I'll open it. So inside this room, uh, it's it's not very large. It has just one desk, and behind that desk, it, it sort of looks like a, an office desk with a chair on the other side of it. Um, there are no seats in front of the desk like you might see in some offices where you'd be able to have guests come in and sit down and uh, speak with the person who's sitting in the chair behind the desk. This is just standing room only if you're not s- seated at the desk. And on the desk, you see a candle burning and there's a an ashtray with a cigar that's still sort of smoldering a little bit. It's It's about smoked two-thirds of the way down and uh, there's there's some papers strewn about and the chair is sort of pushed back and off to the right and angled a bit as though you know it had someone sitting in it and they got up and shoved it out of the way and we don't see any other exits here they would have had to go out the door we just came in right that's right yes you do kind of get the feeling like someone was here not that long ago, but they're no longer here. I'm going to poke my head around the door. Oh, a ciggy! And I'll run in and grab it and start smoking it. Ew. 
Ew, wait, is it all is it all uh, spittlefied on the one yes. end, or is it... Oh, yeah. Amelie, those things are going to wreck your voice, trust me. <laughs> it's certainly not appetizing looking, and it if you've ever had a cigar before, this would not be described as a quality cigar. Mm. Oh, this is not a very good one. Yeah, Amelie, you want to sound like me when you get 65, you keep smoking it. I keep puffing. <laughs> Okay, I, it's your choice, honey. I'm going to blow smoke in your face. Ooh, that actually does not smell too bad. I'll go grab one side of the desk and sort of push it over, like throw it over to the side like I'm moving it out of the way. Why don't you make me a strength check to see if you are able to do that? It's a, it's a fairly sturdy desk. It's solid wood. It's not huge, but... 18. All right, you successfully shove it away across the floor anything under the desk anything no no nothing under the desk it's it's pretty plain there are as i said things on top of the desk uh, if you'd like to take a look at the papers strewn about um feel free well reading's not really my strong suit i'm just going to open drawers and see if i th- see anything that... <laughs> interesting bebop will take the papers <laughs> so um, Chloe, inside the drawers, there's not much. There's some some um, just general office supplies you might expect. Uh, some pens, paper pad. In one uh, of the far, the far right lower drawer, uh, there are some more loose papers strewn about with just, you know, random scribblings uh, on them. And underneath those papers, you do see a bottle of... It's about got a about a quarter left in it, and it's labeled Scotch. So as I'm going through the drawers, I'll be pulling stuff out and go useless, useless, tossing it about the room, and then I'll get to the bottle and go useful. <laughs> I know what this does, <laughs> and pop the the cork out, and take a swig. Oh, let me have some. You got the cigar. <laughs> <laughs> uh, again, if you've ever had Scotch before, this is not. High quality scotch. Uh, if you look more closely at the bottle, you say you'll see aged six months. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'll 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 drink most of it and then I'll lay it on the table. Leave a, a lot a quarter of it left. Just a little bit of backwash in there. There you go. Yeah, I don't want any more. So as far as the papers go, Bebop, um, these look like. Some of them are sort of uh, crudely drawn diagrams that look very similar to what you saw being manufactured and assembled out um, in the previous room where the elves were. These uh, toys that are made to look like harmless toys but inside have explosives and harmful things, that sort of thing. Um, There's also some scribblings written down that outlines um, plans to undermine the public the the children especially the public opinion of santa claus and destroy his uh, his image and cause everyone to lose faith in him and ultimately ruin christmas for the remainder of time when everyone stops believing in santa claus and when all the children stop being good boys and girls to get presents uh, this would allow krampus to have free reign to take all of the children. Psychological warfare. Exactly. You're not quite sure who wrote this. There are no names written down. It's certainly not 
signed by the author. I've found the plans to ruin Christmas. Seems pretty straightforward to me. I'll read it and be like, yeah, that that could potentially work. There's good thinking here. <laughs> um, and that's um, that's pretty much all there is in this room. Uh, Chloe, you've looked through all the drawers and really, you know, didn't find anything all that impactful. Okay. And there's not much on the desk. Uh, basically, just what I described: the the candle that's still lit, a cigar that's mostly smoked, and these papers. Well, whosoever office this is must be close. I mean, look up on the ceiling, sort of press on the walls a little bit to see if there's any kind of secret. I'm not going to be looking too hard, just pushing on things a little bit to see if there's any kind of secret passageway under or above us or something. Um, You can make uh, an investigation check, I suppose. That's an 11. The walls seem solid. There's doesn't seem to be any sections of the wall or the floor that you know sounds hollow when you're tapping on it or pushing against it doesn't seem to be any secret latches or buttons hidden anywhere Uh, the one other thing that you did find in a drawer uh, Chloe is a black book it sort of it it, at first glance might look like leather but it isn't it isn't leather it's it's pleather it's fake and within it on the front page uh, is written Uh, Bad elves, and then it's got a list, and then if you were to flip forward a couple more pages, the the, the list continues and then stops, and then you have worse elves with some names on it, and then if you flip forward a few more pages, it outlines uh, various different sort of nasty things that one might do to make the elves' lives just a little bit less enjoyable than they probably already are working here you know sort of they're not the most ingenious things you know like almost like poorly thought out pranks actually um you know like putting salt in a sugar shaker and and preparing a drink for one of these bad elves uh, as a kind gesture and and putting salt in it instead of sugar that sort of thing Okay. So who, whoever has this office um, doesn't seem to be all that nice to the elves. Hmm. No wonder there's no candy in the break room. What you got there? Let me see. And I'll, and I'll read the list of pranks. Done that one. Done that one. That's funny. I gotta try that one sometime. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'll walk over to the door. Go, well, that's uh, upstairs and walk over out the door towards the steps. Do we hear anything? Any any more racket or anybody moving around or No, it's it's quiet. Uh, you haven't heard anything since you dispatched the last of the evil elves in the main room there. And the conveyors are no longer functioning, right? Nope, they've stopped. Um, you successfully broke the motors that were driving them. Okay. So I'll I'll head up the steps. So as you walk up the steps, um, they're kind of creaky and old and worn out and you get to the top there's again just a simple door um that leads to the second floor of this building come on open the door up and just swing it open inside uh you see a large 
again, sort of rectangular room. This room uh, extends quite a ways, but it's it's not near as big as the main room on, on the ground floor of this building. And stretching out in front of you, you see uh, basically just a lot of cubicles. The ceiling is covered in uh, flickering fluorescent lights, and you hear a sort of a distorted not pleasant sounding Christmas music that's echoing through this big kind of seemingly empty space. You also hear a bit of a faint sound of maniacal giggling coming from somewhere on the opposite side of the room. It's hard to hear, but if you listen and sort of strain, you can hear it. Um, on the opposite side of this large rectangular room, you see a plain wooden door. And if you squint a little bit, you can see a small sign hanging on it written on the sign in sort of sloppy, poor penmanship, says boss. We walk up the stairs and I hear the laughter. Papa? Not Amelie, I think it's Krampus. I think that's his office. Oh, yeah, that didn't make sense for my papa to be here. You have daddy issues too, girl? No, I love my daddy. Okay, yeah, I'm, that's what I meant. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'll, I'll, I'll go on up and in the room and you, these, did you describe that it looks like cubicles? Is that what you said? Yeah, it looks, it looks almost like a, a big office space, um, where very low level, uh, employees would work in these cubicles that are pretty small, pretty cramped. It's not a nice looking atmosphere. I, I wouldn't want to spend a lot of hours working here. Uh, it's kind of musty and stuffy. Is there a printer that never works? Probably several, and you're not quite sure which printer your job gets sent to. Regardless of which printer it gets sent to, it's not likely to print. I'm going to start going through the cubicle drawers looking for alcohol. <laughs> I, I pay no mind to anything else except a bottle. So oh you just gosh. walked up to the closest cubicle? Yeah, first one. Uh, could you roll me a perception check, please, Chloe? That's an 18. An 18. Very good. You hear, uh, faintly, uh, a couple cubicles over, you hear some rustling. And a second or two later, an evil elf pops up just a little ways above the cubicle, a couple cubicles away, and yells at you and hurls a... No, I suppose since you passed your check will treat it as just everyone rolling initiative because they didn't successfully stealth. So um, if everyone wants to give me initiative, we can see if any of you get an opportunity to attack this evil elf before he can get off a sneak attack on you. Bebop got a 13. Chloe got a 14. Amelie got an 18. Pyra got a 22. So all of you have successfully uh, rolled higher initiative than this evil elf. So, we can start at the top with Pyra. Mm -hmm. Would like to make an attack? Can I quickly know where I am? Like, I'm obviously at the top of the stairs. and then. So you got to the top of the stairs, and Chloe walked straight into the left a bit, into the first cubicle. Uh, Chloe walked about 10, 15 feet into this cubicle, and then two cubicles away from that one. So we're talking, you know, 30, 30 to 40 feet. And I have, like, clear sight of it. So because the elf only popped his head up a little bit, it has half cover, whatever that means. What does that mean? 
plus five to AC, I think, yeah. right? Or, or no, Harder plus to hit. <laughs> two. Is it two to AC? Full co or three-quarter cover is five, I believe. Plus two. Okay. All right, well, I'm going to... I'm gonna go nuts again, and uh, I'm gonna walk up to that cubicle, and I'm actually gonna go around it so that he's not behind cover, and I'm gonna primal savagery his butt. My nails and my teeth are sharp again. Let's let's take a bite. You're specifically targeting his butt? Yeah, actually. I'm okay. Pyra's going for some elf butt. That's a weak point in his armor, so. Oh, <laughs> so there's advantage. So she's advantage. like bent over. <laughs> Give me that booty. And she's like, uh, Primal Savagery is 18 to hit. That is a hit. And 14 acid damage to his butt. Wow. You have Good acid job. in your How mouth? How are you doing acid damage to you? <laughs> I'm channeling my primal magic so that my teeth and my nails sharpen. Does your saliva turn to acid? Uh, yep, I guess. I don't know. It says it takes 1d10 acid damage. It's a cantrip, too. <laughs> <laughs> so next in initiative would be Amelie. I will run up my 30 feet, which I guess gets me about halfway there, and I'm going to Eldritch Blast him. Um, first one is an 18 to hit. That's a hit. For a whole two points of damage, and I will shoot off a second beam for a 20 to hit. That's a hit. <laughs> For uh, two more points of damage. Chip, chip, chipping away. <laughs> uh, next in initiative is Chloe. I think I'm just going to yank the drawer out of the desk and chuck it over at the elf. Uh, first looking to see if there's a bottle in it. There is not a bottle in this drawer. Okay, then I'll, then I'll chuck it as an improvised uh, weapon here. That is a 25 to hit. That'll do. Uh, five bludgeoning damage as the drawer sort of hits off the top of the cubicle wall and, and smacks him. All right. Very good. He's he's not happy. He's, he's looking pretty beat up already. Uh, last but not least, Bebop. Is this the only, just this one little dude we've seen so far? Yeah. It's the only elf you've seen. Hmm, okay. Well, I suppose I'll try to knock him out with the old shield. I critically failed. Oh no. <laughs> I guess Pyra would be the closest. No! So I conk. I mean, uh, no! I conk Pyra for 10 bludgeoning damage with my shield as it comes right back to me. Oh, sorry, Pyra. You freaking pacifist, you! Well, I didn't kill you, at least. <laughs> That's I'm I'm done I guess. <laughs> All right. So the evil elf still has a little bit of fight left in him. He's gonna make his first attack, and he's very um, surprisingly going to throw a present. <laughs> um, actually, no, he wouldn't do that. Uh, Pyra's right up beside him. Yeah, I yeah. I think he would attack Pyra. <laughs> I was gonna remind you. <laughs> so he's going to grab his. Uh, oversized candy cane and swing it at Pyra. Oof, that's a nine to hit. Misses! And he has multi-attack, so he's going to swing again. Not deterred. What'd you say about turds? This one is an 18 to hit. Ouch! 
Like we should always say ouch every time we do <laughs> And then a big long pause after. <laughs> That's four bludgeoning damage. Tis but a scratch. All right. Oh, and top I'm of the order. Doing more damage than the elves are. <laughs> hey, I just want to eat the candy. Just save me the candy cane. All right, so Pyra, you're up. Oh, maybe I can eat it now. Primal savagery again. Get my teeth ready. 27 to hit the elf. That's a crit. That, that. is a crit, yeah. <gasps> I critically savage this elf's booty. <laughs> critically uh -oh. savage. And his candy cane. I really want to eat the candy cane. <laughs> roll for damage. 2d10. So it's for sure one roll is maxed, right? So that's 20. 20 plus my other roll was 7, so 27 acid damage. Okay, that is easily enough to put this elf down. Booty first. Yeah. Did I destroy the candy cane, or can I still eat it? Like, did my acid yeah, I'm sorry. dissolve it's, it? It's gone. <laughs> it's like I exercised, like, vomited acid all over these guys. You're going to have to be more gentle <laughs> if you want to leave the candy cane intact. No, not my candy. Now there's just a, a sugary, fleshy, melted ass candy cane mess. Oh, yeah. And I exactly. like poke my head up above the cubicle, and there's like acid as my teeth shrink back to normal around my mouth. So you've made your way into the room a bit, uh, about a third of the way into the room. This elf was in orientation. If you walk through the door at the top of the stairs, would be uh, far right, straight ahead. Um, if you're looking towards the boss's door and coming from the far left of the boss's door straight ahead you hear uh, a very faint whimpering kind of uh, could you make me an, a nature check Pyra oh I'm a druid let's go uh, 16 all right that's that's enough this sounds like a small canine almost like a puppy or a small dog uh, whimpering. Oh, Pyra is into that. She'll go. Uh, she'll go investigate. Guys, I hear a puppy. A puppy? Where? I don't know. In the other corner. As you're walking towards the left-hand corner, can you make me a perception check? Eighteen. You you hear again some rustling. This is coming from uh, two cubicles away from where you hear the whimpering. So fairly close to this this far left corner and another evil elves head pops up hey what are you doing in here you're not supposed to be up here you leave me alone or i'll eat you booty first <laughs> all right so i'm gonna roll over your initiative from the last one and i'll roll initiative for this elf okay so pyra you've still got the top and because you Rolled a good perception check. There's no surprise round, so you are free to attack. About uh, about 15, 20 feet away from you in the in the cubicle to your left. All right, I think you know what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna sprint up to him and uh, primal savagery his butt. Oh, 11. 11 to bite the butt. That's not enough. Dang it. Next initiative is this elf, so he's gonna spin around. Very disgruntled that you tried to bite his booty. He's going to whip out his candy cane and make a multi-attack. Whoa. On Pyra. 
Oh, more candy, yes! Didn't know that was this guy that one shot. <laughs> <laughs> I want the booty, but also the candy cane. So that's a 24 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Uh, nine bludgeoning damage. Ouch! And that's a 12 to hit. Is that enough? That's a miss. <laughs> Next initiative, Chloe. So I'm in that first cubicle. About how far away uh, is this new elf? You would be about, I would say, about 45 feet. Okay. So I'm going to, I think I'll move over um, to the next cubicle uh, next to me here. Sort of stand up on the desk. And uh, the cubicle height or the typical, like, you know, where if you stand up, you, your head's above the cubicle wall. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, these cubicles, okay. if anything, are are smaller than a, a typical cubicle. These are these are elves that are working in here. So, okay. So I'm going to stand on top of the desk, sort of see if I can get a good overview of the whole office, like if I can see any other elves or anything. You can actually get a pretty good look, um, and you don't you don't immediately see any. Um, it would be possible for them to be, you know, crouching really, really low behind the wall of a cubicle and you might miss them. But if there were any that weren't doing a good job of hiding, you would have seen them. Okay. Is there anything on the desk, like a letter opener or anything that's that looks like it could be... Uh... There's a hole punch. A hole punch. Okay. I'll take that and I'll chuck it at the, the elf. Just go, I don't see any more of them. And then I'll wing that right at his, uh, his little <laughs> head. I'll give you a whole lot of punches. Ah, 27. <laughs> that's a hit. Oh, that's a full of crit. <laughs> well, that's a crit? You so, crit with yeah. the whole punch. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's legit. Yes. We'll just do double damage on that. 10 points of damage with the double. whole punch. <laughs> okay, so 10 points of... Uh, that'd be bludgeoning, right? Yes. Very good. All right. Bebop, you're up. Hello, little elf. Look, you're here, possibly alone, working late. You're being slowly tortured. We're here to liberate you and the other evil elves. You don't have to fight us anymore. So just come calmly, lay down your sack. If you have any presents that are hurtful, put them away. And we will go speak to your manager. So I'm going to try to, I guess... Pers- Two rounds later. Per- yeah, right? I guess persuade <laughs> persuade him to, like, stand down. Go for it. Um, because he's already been attacked by two of your party members, I, I think you're going to roll at disadvantage, but you can give it a shot. All right. Well, that is another uh, one. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> It wasn't very effective. I'm not coming with you guys. I just got smoked by this letter opener, and and this crazy lady over here tried to bite me on the butt. I'm sorry, that was a hole punch. <laughs> hole punch? Let, you know what? I'm sick of working in this office, but I ain't going with you guys. Well, I tried. <laughs> and uh, that's it. <laughs> that's all people I do. I just want your candy cane. <laughs> Okay, you, you don't want to move anywhere? No, you're good I'm, where you I'm are. okay. <laughs> All right, Amelie. 
I'm going to try and telekinetically shove him closer to me as I run towards him. So you, you need to make a strength save. There is um, an opening to this cubicle that's facing your direction, so it's possible. That's a 13 for the evil elf. Did not save. He needed a 15. So he moves five foot closer to me. Okay. And I'm running towards it, and I'm going to take my mace and kind of do a swing around and then try and bring it down on his head. Little wind up. Yeah. You play softball, Amelie. That's a good wind up. 19 to hit. That's a hit. That's a little bit better damage. It's, uh, actually it's not. It's two. Two damage. So. <laughs> I, <was laughs> thought that, I thought I could add something to it. It doesn't say I add anything to it, so it's it's just two. <laughs> All right, we're back at the top with Pyra. All right, how's this elf looking? Not very hurt. What? <laughs> well, he's got two two twos. <laughs> That's not that much. Does he, does he, yeah, true. Does he still have his candy cane? He does. It is intact. All right, he's moved a little bit further than me, but I'm just, I know what worked last time. I'm convinced that uh, eating his booty is the way to kill him. So I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna primal savagery him again. Okay, go for it. Uh, yeah, I missed. Sorry. Just, is it miss? <clears throat> just grieving. Yeah, it's a 10. It's a 10, so. Okay, yep, that's not enough. Uh, not quite enough. Yeah, okay. Yeah, that's all I want to do. Oh. He's not worth wasting a bonus action on. Evil Elf is up. The person who's done the most damage so far is... Oh, if I make a ranged attack with an enemy adjacent to me, does that affect my ability to make a ranged attack? Do I have to make it a disadvantage? You do, yeah. I do. I do. Okay. Which is really annoying, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, well... This elf does have nimble escape, so I can use a bonus action to disengage, which I'm going to do. I'm going to disengage from Amelie, and I'm going to take uh, five step, uh, five foot uh, worth of steps away from her, heading you know back towards the staircase between these cubicles, and I'm going to reach into my little elf bag, pull out a package, and hurl it towards Chloe. So, Chloe, I need a, I think it's a dex save, isn't it? Uh, yes, a, a dexterity save, please. That's a seven. Okay, so that's a fail. And if you could roll a d6. Two. All right. So this is a blue package that's hurling your way. And there's a little bit of kind of fog coming off of it as it streaks through the air. It hits you and cracks and breaks. And you take six cold damage. And you're dusted a little bit with snow as well. So the desk sort of shifts. I think I'm standing up on top of it. I try to dodge the the blue present as it hits me, and and do I get like so the snow sort of falls out around me as I'm yeah, on top of it's, the desk. It's almost as though you got hit by a big snowball. Oh, okay, okay. Chloe, you're snowing. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that's it for the evil elf. Uh, Chloe, you're up. Okay, so I'll, I'll sort of um, jump from one cubicle to the next. Uh, is uh, If I go from, if you see on the map here, the cubicle I'm standing in to the, the, the next cubicle over about 10 feet away, will I be jumping over him at that point? 
there's a there's an aisle between the cubicle you're in and the cubicle you're trying to jump to. He's in the next aisle after that cubicle. Okay, so I'm going to jump towards him from one cubicle to the other, trying to jump over onto the other desk. Uh, that's the first thing I'm going to do for my movement. Do you want me to... Um, maybe dexterity. All right. See if you can make the jump and land on the desk in the next one. Okay. Uh, that's an 18. That is easily a pass. So you are... You have firm footing on these cubicles. Okay, so I jump over, I land on the other desk, pull open the drawer, and look for another hole punch quickly. Unfortunately, the previous cubicle was um, owned by the elf who keeps the single hole punch in this <laughs> office. There is a yeah. stapler here, which is it red? can be thrown. It's, it's less hefty than a hole punch, but you're welcome to throw it. I think I will pick up the stapler and look at it for a second. And then throw it back down on the floor and continue to look for a hole punch. Oh, wow. That's that's my turn. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> All right. Very good. Uh, Bebop, I, I need to know if the stapler is red. Yes, it is a red stapler. And in, in white lighting on it, it says swing line. Nice. <laughs> uh, okay. Bebop... Um... Bebop can get up to this elf now, so he will. He'll get up to the elf. And, uh... I mean, we already established that the elves are food, and Pyra is trying to eat. So, <laughs> he's, he's gonna kind of put a shield on his back, and he's gonna try to punch it with his uh, magic armor gauntlet. I didn't say it tasted good. With a uh, 16 to hit. I'm trying to dissolve. That's a hit. Uh, 8 thunder damage. Nice. Good hit. Okay. He felt that, that's for sure. You can still okay, put Amelie. down your presence. <laughs> you're not you're not convincing him anymore the more damage you do to him. <laughs> I'm gonna look at him and just kinda bow in half a little bit and put my hand out and kinda wiggle my fingers at him. Uh-huh. And he will be uh, infested with a cloud of mice, fleas, and other parasites. Oh, that oh, sounds frick. nice. You need to make a con save. You are good at pranks. <laughs> uh, an 18 for a con save. I believe that makes it. Yes, he rolled well for that one. I think because of all the pranks that uh, his boss has played on him with, you know, tainted drinks and food and that sort of thing, he, he, he's used to nasty things. Pyro's used to taints too. <laughs> Eating that booty, am I right? <laughs> uh, you know, nothing quite warms my heart like a family-friendly Christmas. <laughs> I mean, nothing weird. I mean, the butt cheeks. I'm not... Anyway. Oh, oh, we know you meant nothing weird by it. That didn't stop us from making it weird. I will say I held back on a few things so far, so now the gloves are off. Well, depending on how well you know the person whose butt you're reading, you might want to wear gloves. Okay. All right. I need my fingernails for the acid damage. <laughs> Fingerless acid. gloves. Put Fingerless gloves. It comes full circle. Acid damage. Oh, my God. Just twisting my words tonight. So nothing happens because he saved or what? He's... Yeah, nothing happens. Okay. 
the the cloud of mites and things just dissipate. Hmm. Oh, dang. Okay. It's just a cantrip. Hmm. Just a cantrip. So is primal savagery. <laughs> primal savagery is pretty cool. I know. So top of the order, Pyra. You know what Pyra's gonna do. And then she goes <sighs> with her nails and teeth and she runs up to him again. 19, dud. Bite the booty. That's enough. 17 acid damage. But I really want to protect... Can I protect the candy cane, please? You can roll a dexterity check to see if you successfully protect the candy cane. Seven... Oh, no. That was acrobatics. Hold on, sorry. Uh, Acrobatics is fine. Five. (laughs) Dang it! Dang it! I melt... No, not the candy cane. Unfortunately, some acid did splash onto the candy cane. It's not, it, it didn't ruin it, but it doesn't look quite as nice and shiny as it used to. Uh, if my teeth go back to normal right after this, the cantrip, I, I bite the candy cane. <laughs> Nothing happens when you bite it. It doesn't even taste like candy? No, it, it's not real candy. <gasps> no! Yeah, they have they have fake candy canes. They're used just for pummeling other people. This is a freaking walking cane. What a ripoff. I hate Krampus. Let's get his booty. This is not a festive and, and happy elf workshop. The elf is up. He's going to use a bonus action again to disengage and continue running back down the aisle toward the doors at the top of the stairs that you came in at. Gonna put about five feet in between uh, himself and Pyra and going to reach into his bag, pull out a gift and throw it back at Pyra. So I'll need a deck save, please. 15. And a D6. Four. So you're only gonna take half damage, which is good. This is a purple package that's hurling toward you. It's gonna explode on your shoulder, just to the right of your chest, and break into a sort of a poof of purple smoke. And you take uh, half of six, so three psychic damage. <coughs> what? Ow! My head! Pyra, you're turning violet, Pyra! <laughs> Doesn't work as well if you don't say violet Not every quite. time. Not quite, no, no. <laughs> and next up is Chloe. Okay, I'm going to sort of push the cubicle wall aside, sort of run out into the aisleway, and go find that uh, hole punch that I threw earlier on the floor. Yes, you certainly can. It's only about 10 feet away from you. Okay, I grab it, I pick it up, and I go, Finally! Nobody likes getting punched in the hole! And I throw it. (laughs) Especially me! I was wondering what the obsession with the hole punch was. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I mean, Cloaco definitely doesn't want to get punched in the hole. <laughs> All right, make an attack roll. It's like getting punched twice. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, a 27. That's another critical hit, I think. <laughs> that is another critical hit. That Damn. weapon is awesome. Holy, that's 
So that's ten points of bludgeoning damage. <laughs> that thing that thing always connects. <laughs> <laughs> Is it a three hole or a four hole punch? They make four hole punches. Oh, I thought it was a one hole. I thought it was punch. a one hole yeah, or a, just... yeah, it's a one holer. Oh, I thought it yeah. was a strip bar thing. No, it's a three. That's why Aha. it's so hefty. Yeah, it yeah, hurts oh, okay. when it connects. Um, and that is enough to fell this evil elf. <laughs> <laughs> Just crumples under the heft of the three-hole punch. Do you see the benefit of more than one hole, Chloe? <laughs> <laughs> Not like she had a choice. Evolutionary benefit <laughs> my butt. Wouldn't you as a turtle only have a one hole? A cloaca? That's a very sensitive question, Amelie. Let's Google it. Do turtles have cloacas? <laughs> That's a good question, actually. <laughs> We've discussed Dragonborn do. <laughs> oh, that's right. It's true, yeah. <laughs> Both sexes of sea turtles have a cloaca. There you go. Science. For egg laying, removal of wastes, and, you know, other fun activities. Hubba hubba. Um, so now that things have <laughs> settled down a little bit, again you hear this, and now you're all close enough to the far left corner to hear the whimpering again. And it's pretty apparent to everyone uh, that it sounds like a, a dog or a puppy. It's a pretty soft, small whimper. We have Pyra's concerned and... a. A friend of animals, so she goes to investigate the whimpering again. Tries. So this cubicle is tucked away into the corner of the room, up against the wall that that would have the door with the boss door. This one's tucked off to the side, and you see it looks like the rest of the cubicles, but in the one corner there is a little cage, and inside it is a small little uh, brown, white, and sort of cream-colored dog, whimpering. It looks up at you kind of a bit timidly at first mm-hmm. and then sort of very tentatively wags its tail just a tiny bit. I give it looks a bit him scared. lots of scritches. Are you going to open the cage? Yeah, I'm going to open the cage. Okay. I'm going to pet him. So you'll let him out? Mm, I'm going to like hold him. I'm going to pet him. Okay. He begins to polymorph into... No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> he comes out again. He's very timid. He, he seems like he's maybe not been treated all that well over the years. But as you start to show him some kindness and compassion, he he warms up to you pretty quickly. Good. Starts wagging his tail a lot more vigorously. I uh, I give him some crackers from the break room I have in my pocket. Okay, he gobbles them up. He's hungry. Oh, little buddy, they don't feed you no candy, huh? Me neither. Guys, I found a puppy. Oh, puppy! And as this as this dog gobbles down the cookies and begins to wag its tail even more vigorously, you all start to feel a bit boosted and, and lighter, just better and more um, uh, hopeful about the rest of this adventure. So you all benefit from the spell Bless. Oh, wow. neat. What does that mean again? Because whatever target makes an attack roll or a saving throw before the spell ends, the target can roll a d4 and add the number rolled to the attack roll or saving throw. And how long's the duration, though? 
I'm going to say the duration is uh, 15 minutes. That's not wow. what the spell is, but okay. I'm, it's a different bless. I'm house ruling it. It's a puppy bless. Puppy yeah. bless. Well, you know, while scritching and seeing how hungry he is, I'm going to, like, my tummy's going to grumble, and I'm going to realize I really needed that candy cane and took a lot of damage for it, so I'm going to uh, drink my eggnog. I'm going to pull some rations out of my bag and feed it to the puppy. I rolled three on 2d4 plus two, so it only gives me five hit points back. And I'm looking, like, half alive, just for everyone to know. After my five. <laughs> uh, Pyra, you're not looking so good. No, man, I don't feel good. That candy cane was disgusting. <laughs> maybe you should stop biting things. Not worth it. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> well, you know, Pyra, I, as a turtle, am lactose intolerant, so if you would like my eggnog... You're welcome to it. Oh, really? Are you sure? It backs up my cloaca like nobody's business. <laughs> oh, sorry, not you. It would actually be the opposite. <laughs> <laughs> you start sharding through the rest of the adventure. <laughs> okay, I take it and I chug it down before he can reconsider. Ah. <laughs> <sighs> That's seven more hit points. Thanks, Beeboob. You know, finding this puppy reminds me of a story from my childhood in Shelvana. I came across a field and I heard a whimper like we did in this strange elven office building. And I followed the whimper through a patch of trees large trees i'd never How been the there trees? before well they were mm, about three shields worth of width of tree those are big trees and i followed it and the whimpering came from one of the trees and the tree was whimpering well if you wait until i finish my story perhaps you won't have as many questions to ask keep telling the story stop so I began to climb the tree in search of the whimpering, but I'm not very good at climbing trees. So I couldn't find the source of the whimpering and I went home. But that's a sad story. And now that whimpering haunts me every time I close my eyes. Uh, what the heck? What's okay, we don't got time for this. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't think turtles would be very good at climbing trees, though. They're not good at storytelling, either. <laughs> well, that's a little hurtful, Hyra. I enjoy your stories, Beeboop. I have right, are we all many to open more this boss office? if you'd like to hear some. No, 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 not right now. The sign says boss. Are we all ready? I once just saw a sign in Shelvana, which are quite rare because tortles don't like to write their language. Okay. It's Pyra's more gonna walk up to the boss door and open it in the way while he they talks. Move. <laughs> I'm pulling drawers out looking for alcohol. <laughs> while he talks to Amelie and she's not listening, Pyra opens the door. So you you open this door 
and within is another room, a rectangular shaped room, which is about uh, a mirror image as far as square footage um, as the cubicle room that you're just leaving. It, it's not super well lit. Uh, there are some lamps here and there. If you're facing into the room in the far left corner, you see uh, another desk, uh, a bigger desk than you saw in this little office space downstairs. In front of that desk is a, a big kind of burlap shaggy bag that is a little bit tattered um, and tied at the top with a big rope but not not cinched up tight and there are some more of these dangerous toys in packages uh, strewn around in front of the bag you, you assume that this bag is probably full of those toys on the far side of the room you see a massive ornate door that's set into the wall doors made of a thick dark wood is carved with scenes of large horned devil carrying a sack and whipping a crying child with a stick if any of you want to make an intelligence check you can see if any of you recognize what this may be depicting sure be bill he's smart <laughs> 11 <laughs> that's enough so you recognize this as a depiction of krampus I will inform the party uh, quite slowly. <laughs> and over behind the desk, uh, where it's brightest, there's a lamp right on top of this desk. You see this blob of sort of a not appealing colored green uh, creature. Uh, sort of brings, the color brings to mind sort of, you know, how someone might look or feel if they had a very upset stomach, just a, a nauseating green. Huh. And you all recognize this character to be the Grinch. And you can you can presume that that was his work office that you investigated downstairs a short while ago. Um, and this is where he comes to spend more time uh, in a more spacious environment away from everyone where he is not to be disturbed. He looks up and sees you all and a big grin spreads over his face that stretches up an unnatural amount up his cheeks almost to his ears revealing some poorly tended to teeth behind these greenish lips he sneers at the party as they enter the room and taps his fingers on his right hand along the desk well, 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 who are these unwrapped gifts? You come without ribbons, you come without tags, you come without packages, boxes, or bags. If you're here to stop me, you'll feast instead on defeat. Then you can feast on who pudding and rare who roast beast. That's something I just cannot stand in the least. Oh no, I'm speaking in rhyme again. He stands up, shoves his chair back behind himself, and... You all can roll initiative. <laughs> oh, I see his smile grew three sizes larger <laughs> when he saw us. <laughs> uh, Bebop got a 15. Chloe has a 10. Amelie has a 8. 21 for Pyra. Top of the initiative is Pyra. For, before Pyra can act, actually, um, as the Grinch stood up and shoved his chair back, behind him and away from him you you see him reach underneath the desk 
and do something. Uh, hard to say exactly what he did, but seconds after he did that, these shapes begin to appear growing or, or standing up from either side of him behind his desk. He couldn't see anything initially. They were down too low for you to see. But on either side, left or right in him, uh, these what look like toy soldiers, only humanoid size, stand up from where they were crouched down, sort of presumably just sitting on either side of him. So he is flanked now with two toy soldiers. Oh, lovely. They look unintelligent, uh, sort of like machines. Pyra is going to use her action to wild shape. So I'm going to magically assume the shape of a beast. <laughs> a roast beast? Exactly. <laughs> I think Pyra feels like being a giant goat. Yes. <laughs> like after old friend Hydrisha. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so Pyra turns into a giant goat and goes, I <laughs> 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 think that's my whole turn. <laughs> do you want to, do you want to move anywhere? So this, uh, you're facing, you just entered through the door straight in front of you on the opposite wall. There's this huge ornate door. And then to the left of that is the corner that this desk is in with the Grinch behind it. Yeah, I'm just, I'm going to like sort of step in front sort of to protect. Okay. It's about a 60, uh, just for reference, it's about 60 feet you would have to travel to reach the ornate door straight in front of you. So about 60 feet uh, depth of this room and the width, it's it's rectangular. So it's it's more like 100 feet wide from left to right. Right. And I'm a large beast, so I'm pretty big. All right. So that's it for Pyra. Uh, next in initiative would be Bebop. Okay. Uh, Bebop will move uh, 30 feet closer, which is going to put him, I think, right around that sack of toys. Hello, Mr. Grinch. If you lay down your arms, this fight will be a cinch. I know it's your desire to do us harm, but I have a gift for you. Some fairy fire. And I'll try to fairy fire him and... So it's a 20-foot cube, so it'll hit the, the Grinch and the soldiers. They all make a dexterity saving throw. Uh, DC is 13. The toy soldier on the right fails. The Grinch fails. The toy soldier on the left fails. Uh, they're all cast in this shimmering light. Uh, he's kind of radiating out light for 10 feet. And uh, any attack roll against an affected creature or object has advantage if the attacker can see them. Until the spell ends. And I have to maintain concentration on it. Okay, so it's concentration and its duration is how long? Uh, one minute. Very good. That should help. That's Bebop. Okay, so after Bebop is uh, Toy Soldier number two on the right of the Grinch is going to start lumbering towards the closest party member. Which uh, who, which which of you came in the I first? I did. Bebop? Okay. And how far did you come in again? Sorry. I moved about right up to the bag of toys. Okay, so I would say that's uh, within 30 feet. 
So this toy soldier is going to close the distance. And it's going to try and slam you. It's going to just bring up its right arm right above its head and try and smash it down right on Bebop's shoulder. It's a 15 to hit. Miss. So Bebop's shell, shall we say, <laughs> deflects the blow. Uh, yes, we we will say that it's a shell. Because <laughs> that right, is what it good. is. Uh, the next, he has multi-attack. So his next slam, same thing. He's going to lift up his left arm and his left arm is actually his dominant arm so he's a bit a bit more adept with this one he was just warming up with the right this is a nat 20 <laughs> well unfortunately <bloody> da. <laughs> uh, not so much damage seven damage bludgeoning damage um you know i think i'm going to use my reaction to parry using one of my superiority die just to reduce the damage Sure. I reduce it by eight, taking zero oh, damage. Wow. Zero damage. Very good. Which I think I still have to make the con check because I technically have been hit. I don't know if it's on a hit or if you take damage or what, but I'll go ahead. I think it's only if you take damage. So still concentrate on the, on the very far. Okay. Very good. Uh, next in initiative uh, is Toy Soldier 1. So this is uh, on, on the party's right, the Grinch's left. Uh, if the Grinch is facing you. Gonna do the same thing. Actually, no. This one is, uh, they're not gonna double team Bebop. This one's gonna head for the rest of the party. So, I'm gonna still finish his turn pretty close to Bebop, but he's he's on a beeline towards the remainder of the party to try and take them out. He's not gonna be able to make it there. So, he'll just end his turn sort of halfway between the party and the Grinch. And next in initiative is the Grinch. So uh, the Grinch is going to move around his left side of this desk and he's gonna move 30 feet and then use his bonus action, which is grumpy. He can move up to his speed towards any hostile creature he can see as a bonus action. So 60 feet of movement total is gonna get him to the three who are lagging behind at the door. I wouldn't say lagging behind. I would say strategically positioned in the doorway. Well, yeah. yes. He's going to he's going to take advantage of you being all clumped together. He's oh. going to take a big deep breath in, filling up his lungs, curl his lips back over his disgusting teeth and exhale toward all of you putting out this disgusting it's breath so bad that it, it you can see it come through the air so this is going to be an area of effect cone it's a poisonous gas 15 foot cone which should be able to get all three of you i think um you'll have to make a con saving throw Whoo! you really need to go see hermy get him do something about those teeth there's nothing wrong with my teeth i like them just the way they are so I rolled an eight, but I'm gonna use my bless to uh, add a d4, which is three more. So hopefully an 11 will get it for me. I get no bonus to con, but fortunately I rolled a 20. So Amelie passes. Unfortunately, Chloe fails. Ah. I rolled a 13. I'm gonna, I'm not feeling confident. I'm gonna add my bless. So, 16, and my blessed is gone. All right, that's a pass. 
For those who did not pass, 19 poison damage. For those who did pass, half of that. So that's it for the Grinch. Uh, next up, Chloe. So I'll, I'll step forward and attack with my longsword. That's a 23 to hit. That is a hit. It's 19 points slashing damage. And then I'll roll my second attack with advantage. And that is a 21 to hit. That is a hit. That would be 24 additional points damage. Ouch. So I slide up, I sort of hold my shield up and, and swing down at its leg, the Grinch's leg, and then back up at its head as I'm on the backswing. And uh, sort of have a disgusted look on my face because of the bad breath. Oh my god! Who let one go? <laughs> okay. Uh, next up, Amelie. I want to try and telekinetically shove him five feet back. Okay. So you need to make a strength save. That is a 16. He fails. I didn't expect him to fail. One second. He does have a very high strength, but I ro rolled very poorly. He gets moved five feet. I want to move five feet away from, my, from me. Okay. So you're going to push him back towards his desk. Yep, and then I'm going to run into the opposite corner of the room, opposite from where his desk is. And I'm going to cast Eldritch... Eh, chill Touch, just to change things up a bit. Okay. I'm going to try and do the, the Vulcan Neck Pinch on him. Is there an advantage on the Grinch? Yep. 23 hit him. That's a hit. 14 necrotic damage to him. Okay, very good. Uh, top of the order again, Pyra. And he still has a ghostly hand clinging to his neck. How wide is a goat on the thing? Like, is it only five feet? If you're large, it's a 10 by 10. A okay, so 10 by 10. Are any of them next to each other so that I could hit two at a time if I ram them? I would say no. Okay. Um, the toy soldier is that attacked Bebop is adjacent to Bebop on his left-hand side, and then the toy soldier that was charging towards you folks would be on Bebop's right-hand side, so Bebop would be between them. And I uh, and I got injured by the breath from the yes, Grinch. Yes, you did. So I'll target, I'll target the Grinch, and uh, am I 20 feet away from the Grinch? No, I'm only just pushed it five back from the three of you. Okay. Well, I have a speed of 40 feet, so if I were to back up 20 feet or however many I needed to, and then run <laughs> 20 feet at yeah, you the Grinch, so kind of like wind it up, give myself a little runway, as long as I move straight f toward a target 20 feet and I hit with my ram attack, then the target takes extra damage. Okay, so I rolled a 9, but it's plus 5, so it'd be 14 to hit. You have advantage, too. 14's a miss. <laughs> the next number is seven, so. <laughs> okay. So I, like, back up, try to ram, and somehow just really, just really whiff. <laughs> you well, dodged out of your yeah, way. Yeah, the Grinch pulls back his red cape he's holding and <laughs> yeah, maneuvers around your bull rush. <laughs> Wearing a red robe. <laughs> <laughs> and I just go, ah! In frustration. Good try. <laughs> Failure. B Bebop is next. All right, Bebop is just going to smack this soldier on him 
Uh, 19 to hit. That is a hit. And nine thunder. Pow! Okay, very good. And, uh, yeah, that, that's it. So the toy soldier you just hit is going to act next. It's going to attack you again with a multi-tax slam. First is an eight to hit. Good try. Ooh, two, <laughs> two eights to hit. Okay. Whiffs both times. Bebop's shell is just too formidable. Uh, next up is the next toy soldier. It's going to continue thundering towards where the three of you were grouped together, which is now just Pyra and Chloe and the Grinch. Closing the distance this time, it is going to attack this goat that it has seen um, charging towards its master. It's going to do a multi-attack slam. First attack is a 15 to hit. So yeah, no, that hits. Ouch. I mean, <laughs> uh, so that is a 12 bludgeoning damage uh, I'm no longer a goat uh oh so what does that do I'm just pyro now yep okay gonna continue attacking that is a 23 to hit yep mm-hmm. uh, 12 bludgeoning damage ouch uh, next up is the Grinch he is going to use his special action jump he can jump up to 20 feet towards any enemy and then make a sack smack attack. So he's going to jump towards Amelie in the far corner. And wielding his sack, he's going to try and bop her about the head with his Gross. big sack. <laughs> so he's going to make a melee attack. No! That is a 14 to hit. Yeah, that hits. Five bludgeoning damage. Does that give me an opportunity attack? Ouch! Yeah, okay. I think that's fair. Yeah, go for it. Uh, still with advantage? Does he have the uh, lights around He's him? still going. Ah, yep. uh, darn. That's a 12 to hit. No, that's not going to cut it. Uh. So the next sack attack <laughs> is a... The Grinch British? Because he loves his tea bags. <laughs> so this one is a 16 to hit yes for seven bludgeoning damage stop it stop it that's it for the grinch uh next up is chloe okay so the grinch jumped over by amelie 20 feet you said yeah so that's over uh to the left of the room uh, basically the, the the opposite corner to the grinch's desk is uh are the toy soldiers adjacent to me or are they farther away there's one on pyro okay so there's the one on pyro within five feet of me or uh on the other side of pyro yes yeah yeah the one that that stormed up towards you two uh while the grinch was there is within five feet of both of you the other one is still adjacent to bebop so then uh, i won't go after the Grinch, I'm going to stay on the, the one next to me and go ahead and attack this uh, toy soldier. Uh, 23 to hit. That is a hit. 12 points of damage. Alright, very good. Second attack. That's a 20 to hit. Yep. And uh, 20 points of damage. Wow. Okay. So I'm going to, you know, try to take, take a big hunk out of his side, you know, 
hopefully my sword will make purchase into his side and then I'll sort of twist it so it'll take a big hunk of wood off of him. Is he, is he made of wood? Yes. Yes, they are. I'm just going to try to like, uh, you know, like I'm chopping a tree down. I'm going to try to chop through his torso uh, with my first attack, pull out, and then sort of go at an angle with my first attack and then a straight through with my second to try to take a big hunk out of his side. And it works. You send splinters flying. You, you did some serious damage. Sort of stumbled a little bit after that attack. Amelie, you are next. The Grinch is right up in your face now. Yeah, I'm going to put my hand out, and you'll see it just is immediately covered with these uh, black smoke just writhes around my hand, and I'm going to reach out and touch the Grinch, put my hand on his chest, and I'm going to, I'm casting Vampiric Touch. Um, I'm going to make an attack roll. 25 to hit. Just barely. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's a hit. So he's going to take necrotic damage. Nine points of necrotic damage, and I'm going to suck out some life from him, and I will take back four points of health. Ooh, nasty. The Grinch is not impressed by this in the least. You have termites in your smile. You'll have tender sweetness of a seasick crocodile. (laughs) Hey, my teeth are perfect. What are you talking about? And I'm now rubbing my teeth with my other hand. (laughs) Top of the order is Pyra. Pyra's hurting. Hurting bad. So she's gonna cure herself a little bit. She's gonna... She's gonna touch herself... And she's going to heal nine hit points. Cure wounds at second level. Very good. Anything else you want to do? Do you want to move? Uh, can I move without like disengaging? Or opportunity attacks? Yeah, I think you would take an opportunity attack. Okay, so I'll just stay. That's fine. Okay. Uh, next in the order is Bebop. Uh, Alright, I'm going to use my bonus action to use another superior die to rally and I gotta turn to over to Amelie and yell at the Grinch two can rhyme in this fighting time you've hurt my friend while I don't kill she'll see you to your end and give Amelie five temporary hit points Thank you very much. And then I'll use my action to uh, punch the soldier that I'm on again. Okay. Still awesome. with advantage, uh, 23. That's a hit. Ooh, max damage for 12 thunder. Well done. Okay, he didn't like that either. Again, some splinters. Little chunks of wood go flying. Stumbles back a half step. And I'm done. So the toy soldier that you just thundered is up next. So it's going to it's going to stay put and attack its attacker. One fist at a time, up over its head. <laughs> that's uh, 14 to hit. It's a miss on me. That's Yeah, that's my AC is 18. Uh, yeah, this one is a hit. Uh, adjusted 20. And that is eight bludgeoning damage. Alright. That's it for him. Next is the other toy soldier. Oh, I uh, get an 11 on my concentration saving throw. Oh, right. Thank you. So, uh, fairy fire still going. 
The uh, this toy soldier does not like what it's seeing being done to um, its master. It's a short distance off, so it's going to. Um, you guys can have an opportunity attack on it as it leaves your adjacency. It's gonna start trudging its way over to where the Grinch is with Amelie. Oh no! Uh, twelve. Terrible at opportunity attacks. <laughs> That's Do not better. quite enough. Do better. You know, when I cast Fairy Fire, I was going to make the comment, now we should never miss a single attack because we <laughs> right? all have advantage. Then, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Pyra, do you want to make an opportunity attack? Well, I will say, my last two opportunity attacks, I rolled a one along with my And I'm like roll. melee range, right? <laughs> so. Without moving? Yes. So let's do a primal savagery. <laughs> uh, no, you can't. You can't cast a spell as your opportunity attack. It has to be a melee attack. So, like, this whole time, I've had my scimitar in my hand, obviously. 20 to hit. Not natural. Not crit. Uh, seven slashing. Very good. And he, she killed it. Right? This, um... <laughs> let me see. You may have, actually. <laughs> Timber! Hacking. Not quite, but oh. it is hobbling. Like, its joints are barely holding together it is not very effectively walking it's still you know this is an sort of a soulless object that has one goal in mind but it is looking very hurt it's gonna keep trudging along to uh join sides with this grinch here when it does it's going to try and make a melee attack on amelie uh nine to hit with the first one i'm assuming that's a miss it's a miss uh, 14 to hit with the second one. 14 hits, and I'm going to hell Hellish Rebuke. Oh. Uh, I'm going to point my finger, on the, the not shadowy hand hit, uh, finger at it, and um, it's momentarily surrounded by hellish flames. So purple-black flames just erupt around it, and it must make a deck save. Uh, 10? Not enough. Ooh, 3d10. 22 points of damage. Okay, it's yeah. Okay, so that is very effective on this and big I say, wooden toy soldier. Ouch! Don't hit me. Well, it's not going to hit you because it bursts into flames and crumples down onto the ground just before it's able to hit you. That is one toy soldier down. Good job. The Grinch is up next, and he is not looking pleased with how things are going. Blast this Christmas music. It's joyful and triumphant. <laughs> he's going to <laughs> He's going to do a sack smack. Sack <laughs> smack. Oh, nobody likes those. That's double damage, I probably. <laughs> Oof. First sack smack is an eight to hit. No. I duck out of his way. The next is a nine. <laughs> Alright. Managed to duck again. <laughs> yeah. That's it for ball the Grinch. Next up is Chloe. Okay, so the other uh, toy soldier is still next to me, right? No, it's on me. Oh, and how far? You're over by Amelie? I'm, no, I'm over by the sack on the map there. Oh, okay. So nothing's adjacent to me right now. So I have my choice of going to... Uh, I'm going to go for um, the Grinch. Okay. Uh, so I have enough movement to get there, I assume. Yes, you do. 
Okay. As long as you have 30 feet, that should take you there, no problem. Okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna run over, sort of slide um, across the floor and try to jab my sword right into the back of the Grinch. Okay, go for it. Uh, 14 to hit. That is not quite enough. So my sword goes in between his arm and his body, <laughs> and then uh, I slap it over into his uh, into his torso and try to slide it back out and slice into him. Was that with advantage? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got a 14 with both, so. Uh, 23 to hit. That is a hit. All right, so that's 21 points of damage, slashing damage. So I slide my sword back, trying to take out some of that green fur along the on the way. Ouch. Okay. Grinch is looking a little bit weary and tired. Still standing, you know, mostly upright, but you've done some significant damage to him. Next up is Amelie again. I'm going to reach out with my smoke-covered hand and try and suck some more life out of him. 21 to hit. That's a hit. 14 points of damage, which gives me back seven more health. And that is enough. The Grinch, with that, slowly slumps to the ground, letting out a very grating sort of scream. Ah, you really are a heel. You're as cuddly as a cactus, as charming as an eel. Oh, well, thank you. I mean, you suck, but it's very nice things for you to say. He sort of almost deflates a little bit before your eyes. You wonder if, you know, at first, maybe your eyes are playing tricks on you, but... On closer inspection, you see that he has, in fact, sort of shrunk a bit, and his skin almost seems sort of like loose or almost like hanging around a smaller body underneath it. And as the Grinch goes down, the one remaining toy soldier also just slouches down to the ground, falls over, lifeless. Uh, To pick something up and, like, poke at the Grinch's body with it so when you poke uh the green skin seems to move a bit and then you get purchase with your stick to something firmer seemingly underneath uh we gotta skin this guy or what okay i'll pull out my dagger and if you'd like you can you can make um investigation an investigation check anyone who, who wants to look a bit closer at the grinch is welcome it's a 17 that is enough. So you can see that there's actually what looks like sort of like a seam um, or a split in his green skin that goes sort of from uh, just underneath his chin uh, all the way down to his groin. Um, And if you were to look a bit closer, you would see that actually hidden underneath a little flap is a zipper with the top of the zipper being tucked away up under his chin. I am so unzipping that. He's wearing a onesie. He is in fact wearing a onesie. (laughs) So as you zip this down, you see that underneath this is a unsightly, unfit sort of uh, a humanoid person who's been wearing this green cloak. 
It's got a bit of a pot belly and skinny arms and legs. And uh, the cloak seems to almost shimmer a little bit. If anyone would like to, you can make an arcana check on the cloak. There's there's something really weird about this. Sparkly. Uh, 19. Okay, that is more than enough. Um, you sense that there's there's something magical about this cloak. It's it's a bit foreboding, though. You don't have a good feeling about it. It certainly not doesn't give you vibes that it's inviting or that you would want to don it. Um, you do know that it, it has some some power that was being taken advantage of, but it makes you a bit weary. I want to pull it off of him and stick it in my bag. This could be useful later, maybe. Very good. Did we win? So the Grinch is dead, so we won right now, right? Christmas is saved? Well, what's that thing on the wooden door? What door? What? Where? What? Who? That big picture there. <sighs> it's not the Grinch. Oh, oh. Somebody else we have to go... Oh, fuck. What's the word? Pacify. Pacify. What's Convert? With? Pacify? Yeah. There's somebody else we have to go pacify? Well, I guess we should open that large door and see what's on the other side. I'll walk up to the door. After you, Chloe. And uh, is there like big handles on the outside that, that opens it open in or out? It's it's double doors that they're gilded all around. So it's big wooden, very ornate looking door in stark contrast to, you know, the majority of the rest of this factory you've been through. It's gilded all around the edges, gold, um, and it has two circular, like, knockers. Uh, not knockers, though. They're handles that you would Wait, that yeah, would wait, grab knockers? <laughs> <laughs> we got sacks, we got knockers, Ooh. we got everything going on here. <laughs> it has two circular rings that you would use as handles to pull oh, the doors. Oh, they're nipples. Okay. Yes. <laughs> here, let me get this pierced knocker here. Open the door. <laughs> so you would pull the doors toward you, and they would open in the center. Oh yeah, I'll give I'll give them a, both a yank. Uh, you know, just throwing them both. with that. and swinging sacks. That's right. Christmas has come early this year. <laughs> Beyond this door, uh, the first thing you notice is a huge gust of cold wind and snow. Uh, a little bit of snow blows in with it uh, into the room you're in, and you see a. St- a steep staircase leading upward and it's a little bit dim and dark but you can see that it's leading up to somewhere more bright oh it's nipply (laughs) there's stairs let's go i pull my sword out and run up the steps must be the snow globe as you run up the steps you are engulfed by this swirling wind that seems unusual. Uh, you've been in wind before. This wind is a bit different. It seems almost supernatural. And do the rest of you follow? Yeah, right yep. behind yeah. it. So as you get to the top, you see in front of you a snowy landscape and three large snowy hills that sort of have cliff faces on each of them. There's a pathway that leads away from the top of these stairs through a snowy landscape. It's not an overly huge area, but big enough. This pathway leads straight and then 
forked to the left and forked to the right. And to the left and to the right of this pathway are these sort of cliff-faced hills. And then if you were to, you know, not take the fork and just carry on straight would be the third cliff face and hill atop it. I was running up the steps, so I think I'd run all the way to where the fork happens and stop and right there and turn around and wait for everybody else. Which way? Well, Chloe, what does your hand say? <laughs> it doesn't say anything. <laughs> your hand talks? But not that I recall. I'll well, the look left at both one my hurts, hands. so go with the right. The right's always right. And I'll, I'll, I'm looking, I'm facing them, so I take my right hand out and go that direction. So I'll actually be going left because I'm backwards. Be, before you can really choose one fork or the other, you hear a growing in intensity, a cackle coming from atop the third snowy hill that is between the for the two forked paths and you see standing atop it a 10 foot tall beast has hooves and kind of goat or horse-like legs that have matted fur from sort of the knees up and it has a uh, this this beast has a muscular upper body with arms that are humanoid and a disgusting-looking face with a with rows of jagged teeth, um, sharp, pointy teeth, and a, a crooked, pointy nose, green, glowing eyes, big horns that are coming out the top of its head and curving backward. In one hand, holding what looks like a big, long whip, and there are shackles on each of its limbs with lengths of chain that are broken as though it was shackled but has the chains have been broken can any of y'all do the wolf whistle what's a wolf whistle the when you see somebody hot and you go whoo whoo i can't yeah that he's a cutie <laughs> see like horns is what you're telling me there oh yeah <laughs> so i look up at this thing it, it looks like the thing that was carved into the door, right? It resembles it to a T, yes. And its cackle grows louder and louder. And then I'll look back at everybody and go, So, left? <laughs> I'm going to wave to Krampus. Hello? <laughs> he cackles a bit more and says, Ha ha ha, elves? Classic Saint Nick, sending pathetic slaves to do his dirty work. We're not elves. I'm in the middle of a dialogue here. So. Give no, the just... villain monologue, the pirate. Come on. Okay, sorry. Okay, yeah. so apologies. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he should say, though. Excuse me. I was monologuing. <laughs> As I was saying, Gruus Vom Krampus. That means welcome from Krampus. That's me. You love your dear old Santa Claus. Well, I am the Anti-Claus. Join me, and I will break your bonds. Together, we will destroy Christmas for all time. As long as there are wicked children, 
there will always be a Krampus. And without a St. Nicholas, they'll all be wicked children. Then I can claim every last nasty little one of them, throw them in a sack, and abduct them to the underworld. It's really a lovely place. You should join me. The descriptions don't do it justice. There's bondage involved? I don't like children. Well... It does sound like a good deal. It's pretty much what I told that elf. And I thought my argument sounded convincing. I'm fools. in. Fools. <laughs> 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 you fools. No one wants to visit the underworld. Even I would rather stay here in this frozen wasteland. You're confusing me. <laughs> As he finishes this monologue. Monologue. <laughs> monologue. You can all roll for initiative. It's fighting time. Ooh, I got 18 this time. Ah, 17 for Chloe. 12 for Amelie. 16 for Pyra. Directly in front of you, the paths fork left and right, and between them is this steep, icy, rocky cliff, and atop it stands this 10-foot-tall demonic beast. How high is the Sexy cliff? demonic beast, I might add, <laughs> yes. from Amelie's perspective. <laughs> and... Bebop is first in initiative. Uh, the cliff would be about uh, 20 feet sort of on a diagonal upward to scale it. Hmm. The, the face of the cliff is about 10 feet from you. So the distance to Krampus would be in the 40-ish ballpark range. Okay. I think uh, I'm just going to go ahead and at his feet... I'm going to cast Grease. I should add, um, each of these cliffs is sort of pie-shaped, um, so it it's highest where it's closest to the path, and then it slopes away uh, backwards away from the path and becomes less and less steep. And So if you wanted to get up on top of one of these cliffs, you could skirt around to either far side of it, and it would be much easier to climb up that way if you wanted to try and get up on one of these cliffs. I see. Okay. So grease. So slick grease covers uh, the ground right at his feet in a ten-foot square, and he has to make a dexterity saving throw. He is quite dexterous. Well, owing to food. his goat heritage with his legs. Uh, so that is a twenty-four. Yeah, he's cool. He's cool. <laughs> he stays on his he's feet, cool. but he's, <laughs> he's standing in a pile of grease now. Okay. And uh, that's my action. Aha! So you want to get the party started with a little bit of grease, huh? <laughs> he reaches down and oh, smears a little bit on each of his arms. Didn't know you oh, were wow. into that. Well, my shell works best when properly lubricated. It's <laughs> good to know. <laughs> um, and at the end of at the end of your turn, he's going to use one of his legendary actions. I'm a bit of a legend myself back in Shelvana. <laughs> Perhaps I will take another action too. <laughs> so he's going to teleport. Oh shit. He's going to teleport from the peak that he's on back towards the peak that was uh, to the left of the stairs as you were coming up and going straight in. So, So he is now occupying uh, his place on 
one of the other peaks. It's actually, he's about the same distance from you, actually, because uh, if you're standing right in the fork, you're about equidistant from each of these snowy peaks. So, next up is Chloe. Okay, first thing I'm going to do is reach into my pouch, pull out the jar of eggnog, and down it. Okay. I have some more of this espresso, too, if you want that. So that's seven points healing. Then I am going to use my bonus action for uh, second wind, which will allow me to regain 1d10 plus six hit points, which is not a lot, but another eight. Okay. That's terrible. Yeah, I rolled a two. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so that's my, those are my actions. Next in initiative is Pyra. Hmm. Are there plants? Um, not much, but yeah, there's a little bit of shrubbery here and there. Um, this is sort of like a tundra. Okay. That answers that question. That's fine. Pyra's going to cast Scorching Ray at third level. So she gets to use her ranged attack and use three rays. Um, it's 21 to hit, though. Okay. That's a hit. So my first ray does seven fire damage. My second ray is 12 to hit. That's a miss. Yeah, so then my third ray is 19 to hit. That's a hit. that's eight fire damage. And Pyra's going to yell out, And since we've no place to go, melt the snow, melt the snow, melt the snow. Hurling fire. So, sorry, you, you, you cast that at third level, right? You get a fourth ray. Ha! That's a critical fail. This bolt of fire goes careening quite a bit low, hits this steep, icy rock face, and causes some rubble, um, some stone and big chunks of snow to start sliding down, and it's coming right for the party. So all of you will have to make a uh, dexterity saving throw, please. 14. Okay, that's a pass. 12. That is also a pass. Five. That's a fail. Nine. That's a fail. Okay. So for those who pass, you're able to kind of jump out of the way and you don't take any injury from this stone and snow and stuff that's careening towards you. For those who failed, you take four cold damage. The weather outside is frightful. And at the end of your turn, he is going to take another legendary action to teleport. He's going to teleport to the remaining snowy peak uh, on uh, on top where there's a bit of a plateau. If you were coming up the stairs and heading towards the fork, this would have been on the right. And you did notice when that fire hit him, he did not seem to like it at all. Um, He's a bit singed. His matted hair uh, looks very disgruntled. And next in initiative is Amelie. I'm sorry, honey, but I gotta... I'm going to shoot off two Eldritch Blasts at him. (laughs) My heart's really not in it, though, because I got an 11 for the first one. (laughs) That's a miss. I'll shoot another one. Because you find him attractive. (laughs) And I I feel bad for letting the group down the first time, so I try a little harder, and I got a 26 the second time. That is a hit. Just a little harder. (laughs) That's what Amelie said. Oh! Yeah. (laughs) 
Oh my goodness. Oh no. Uh, Start thinking with your big head there, Amelie. Come on. Yes. (laughs) 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 Weak little elves. I barely felt that. Sorry. I'm sorry. Look at your horns. They're tiny. (laughs) What? How dare you? I'm going to pout. A pout and stomp my foot. <laughs> Krampus is up. He's going to use his snowball attack. He's going to make some snowballs and put some rocks in them as well. And he's going to throw them at Amelie. He's not the least bit interested in what she's... <laughs> the tree she's barking up. The first is a 26 to hit. Rude! And that is only six uh, piercing damage and seven cold damage. You know what? I don't think I like you anymore. Just because you don't like me doesn't mean we can't ruin St. Nick. Join me. It's not too late. I'm not joining you. You just threw snowballs at me. Top of the order, Bebop. Well, Amelie, I think your horns are the perfect size. And I will... Thank you, Bebop. I will, uh, I'll just whip my shield at, uh, Crampy Cramp, I suppose. Okay. 18 to hit. What, how does a tie work? Oh, a tie hits. That's actually 19, sorry, it's a plus 8, 11 plus 8, so 19 to hit anyways. That's how ties work. I'll just break them. I'll just add to the number. <laughs> you know how ties work? I just change the number by one. Uh, but that's a, that's seven bludgeoning, uh, non-lethally. Oh, how, how nice. How cute of you to think that he's anywhere near being killed. I'm not going to kill you. I'll just hurt you really bad. <laughs> Look at you. That's not even a real shell, you blundering dragonborn. I don't know to whom you refer. So he's going to stay put at the end of uh, uh, your turn this time around. Next in the initiative is Chloe. So how far? He's on uh, the hill on the map here, Mark Two. That's right. And you said uh, up on top of this... You're looking at... About 40 feet when you take into account the verticality of it. Okay. I think I'm going to run my full 30, and then I'm going to uh, use my crossbow, light crossbow, and try to take a pot shot. If you were to run an entire 30, you'd have to either try and climb this steep, icy, rocky um, wall or go left or right of it. Um, like you're you're within thirty feet of the base of so the so if I go left or right, will that get me up within thirty feet of him on the next round? Oh yeah, for sure. Then I'll I'll just do a dash then, and I'll take my full um, movement. Yeah. To so get if there. if you did if you did sixty feet, you would make it whether you go left or right to where it's sloping down back away from you. Um, you would make it to to the section where it it's much less of a climb. You know. It, Eventually, it slopes down to meet the ground, where you could just, you know. Yeah, walk I want to. I want to be about thirty foot away 
Okay. Yep. At the end of my uh, dash. Perfect. And that's I'll I will stop there. That's my turn. All right. Next initiative is Pyra. I'm going to change into uh, Ape Pyra. <laughs> and then I'm gonna. Uh, I have 30 feet of movement, uh, walking or climbing, so I'll try to get up in his grill. Trying to to scale this cliff uh, is difficult terrain. Uh, it would be at disadvantage for any of the party, but a giant ape, I'm gonna say, is quite good at climbing. So you can um, you can make either a strength or a dexterity check, whichever you prefer to see if you can scale it. You have the movement to get... How much movement does an ape have? Can I do athletics since my ape has a plus five to athletics? Yeah, that works too. Um, So it would be a total of 40 feet to to walk towards or... Okay, that's enough. So I'm on the edge. I have 30, so I'd be on like the edge. I'd still be 10 feet away from him. But we are both big, so I mean... The space we occupy. Yeah, basically, uh, he's a little bit back from the edge, so you you just make it to the top of the cliff. You're you're dangerously close to the edge. And I'm gonna go. Oh, oh, hey, hey, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this big thundering doofus! Go fling your poop somewhere else. I'm not interested. <laughs> uh, he's going to use uh, one of his legendary actions. Uh, at the end of your turn, he's going to use his rod attack. So he has I this see. big gnarled rod in his offhand where he doesn't have the whip. Okay. And he's going to swing at you with it. It's got uh, a 10-foot reach, so he's going to be able to hit you. Um, or he's got the range anyway. Uh, that's a 27 to hit. Yep. And that is um, 10 bludgeoning damage and 11 cold damage. Yeah, I'm no longer an ape. <laughs> That's brutal. Okay. I, Pyra's like, no! And I'm stuck up there now, so. Kill me off if you gotta. It's fine. <laughs> now you can fling your poop wherever you want. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right. So that is it. Next up is Amelie. You are not nice at all. I don't like you. I think Eldritch Blast is just my best option, so I'm going to do that again. The one point of force 17. damage was your best option. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're in trouble. <laughs> 17 hitting. <laughs> 17 is a miss. <sighs> Remember, you have your packages. How Those are that far can I though. throw them? How far away from them am I? I'm, in, I'm still at the fork. Uh, 40 feet when you account the fact that he's elevated as well. Okay. Um, so does a 20 hitting for the Eldritch Blast? It does. How about 10? 10 points of force damage. Is that better? <laughs> I barely felt it. Um, for a bonus action, I want to try and, and just give him a little shove. Oh, you want to tickle me, huh? I need to make a strength. Ooh, nat one. <laughs> he is successfully shoved. Uh, that would be a six adjusted. Um, so how close to, is he to the edge of the cliff? He would be about 10 feet um, from the edge. If he were to be pushed backward, it just slowly slopes down behind him. Well, I was going to pull him forward if he was close enough. Cause I, only, I only move him five foot, though. Okay. 
I'll, I'll pull him forward. I'll, I'll push him forward towards me five feet. Ah, uh, what are you doing? Try to teach you a lesson. Manners. That's the end of Amelie's turn. Um, so Pyra is directly in front of Krampus. Yes, I am. Ugh. No. He's going to make a bite attack on Pyra. Yeesh. Give her a taste of her own medicine. <laughs> right. Yes. Fiery little thing, I could snuff you out. He's biting your butt, Pyra. He's coming for your butt. <laughs> <laughs> that is a 28 to hit. Ouch! <laughs> my butt <laughs> my booty uh, that is four piercing damage plus seven cold damage woof can't keep me down I'm not a wolf what do you take me for that's the end of his turn and uh, top of the order is bebop I think I'm going to drink my potion of speed so that gives me the effects of the haste spell so my speed is doubled I gain plus 2 bonus to AC which makes it 20 advantage on dexterity saving throws and I gain an additional action on each of my turns which I can attack with one weapon attack only dash, disengage, hide, or use an object so I uh, action to down the, the potion I'm going to use my 60 feet and I'm going to go around and follow Chloe Try to get up on this hill, uh, which I think I can get to the base of the same spot as Chloe got with 60 feet, right? Yep. All right. And then with my extra action. So now you're about 15 feet away from Okay. Paris. My extra action. I'll just take the dodge action with my extra action. Chloe, you're up. I am going to uh, run directly towards Krampus and try to take out one of his hooved legs so let's see that's a 21 to hit that is a hit so 13 points of slashing damage and I'll, I'll sort of slice along the back and then look up at him I said I told you I was in too late now and stab <laughs> with a 14 to hit which I assume is not going to do it that's a miss okay and, you know, I'm going to go ahead and use um, Action Surge to take an additional attack. Okay. That's a 24 to hit. That's a hit. Uh, 21 slashing damage. Ouch. And I sort of move over around and position myself opposite of um, Be uh, Bebop because he's coming up behind me. So I sort of want to flank around. Stay within five feet so there's no opportunity attack, but move around the other side. Ah, uh, you blasted, confounded idiot. Do you even know what you're doing to Krampus? And he is going to use a legendary action to teleport. Ugh. Boo! <laughs> so he's going to teleport back to the snowy peak that does not have grease on it. Although, yeah, get out of here. <laughs> I'm gonna die. <laughs> Pyra, you're up. Ah, so he's, uh, yeah, 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 I see. So he just poofed out of existence right in front of you and has now gone across the forking path. I'm gonna, um, I'm gonna hurl some more fire at him because I saw how good that was. 
Scorching Ray at level 3. My last third level spell slot, so that's 4 rays. 17 to hit. That's a miss. Scorching Ray 2. Uh, mm-hmm, 17. Scorching Ray 3. 24! That's a hit. For 7 fire damage. And number 4. 10. So Pyra's feeling a little bit defeated with that one. And she'll go, since there's no place to go. Ah, stop it. I don't like that. I'm going to snuff you out. Amelie. I'm going to pull out one of the little elf presents and chuck it at him. So a d6 to see what um, uh, what type of damage it's going to be. And then I have to make a deck save. Ah, okay. Three. Okay. I failed the deck save. The three is poison. Um, unfortunately, poison is not going to hurt him all that much. Um, in fact, immunity, does that mean I take no damage at all? Mm-hmm. Oof. He does not seem phased by this. <sighs> I'll get you next time. So it poofs into a ball of uh, a green fog around him, which he just blows away menacingly and chuckles. Uh, next is Krampus. He's going to hurl snowballs. He really did not like what Chloe did to him. So I think he's going to target Chloe with the snowball. So that is a 27 to hit. Oh, yeah. Uh, six piercing and nine cold damage. Oh, okay. Ow! <laughs> and that's all for Krampus. That hurt. Uh, next, we are at the top of the initiative with Bebop. Um, Spyra, you are hurt? Yes, yep, yep, very hurt. Don't worry, Pyra. I'll make sure your flame continues to burn. I'll use my last spell slot to cast Cure Wounds on you. Oh, for four. Four hit points to get back. Thanks, buddy. And then, um, frickin' dick, I don't know what to do. I can't really do much from all the way over here. So I'll uh, slide down this hill, I guess, and make my way over to Krampus with the rest of my movement. So um, from peak to peak, it's about 60 feet. Um, but the problem is you have to go down and then up again. How much movement do I need? Are you going, are you climbing down the yeah, slope? Yeah, I'm just or are you going sliding around? down the slope. I'm not going around. Okay, so it adds about 10 feet per slope. Okay, well with my double movement, then I'll use my extra action to dash and try to climb up his slope to get to him. Can you make either a dex or acrobatics um, check? Can I make an athletics check? Yeah, that that's totally fine. Uh, 14. That's enough. You make it up. Hello, Grampus. And that's, I mean, I can't, I'm out of actions. I can't do anything else, so. <laughs> <laughs> you just say hi. <laughs> yes, little dragonborn. What can I do for every you? Time he, every, every time he says, it's called... Bebop and Dragonborn, he, he, a little tick. Bebop, like, twitches a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Great turtling, Bebop! 
Uh, Krampus is going to use one of his legendary actions, which eats up two. This is called Snowstorm. Uh-oh. So a huge snowstorm is going to fill this snow globe that we're in. Oh, no. Everybody has to make a DC 15... Sorry. <laughs> I'm not supposed to tell you what the challenge rating is. <laughs> Everyone must make a con saving throw. Ooh, 23. It's a pass 19. for Bebop. 19. That's a pass. I saw Chloe's and got excited, but then I realized it was... <laughs> I have 12. Okay, that's a fail. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Dang. And... It, Amelie? 18. That's a pass. Okay. So the total damage is 19 cold damage or half if you passed. Oof. That hurts. Ouch! For those who did not pass, you're blinded until Krampus's next turn. Well, I'm blinded because I'm uh, making death saves. So. <laughs> oh. oh, no. <laughs> so Pyra is down. But uh, before I went down, I went, ouch! <laughs> so bill i did use my shield to cover myself uh, an effect allows you to take half damage on a success you can use your reaction to take no damage and that's what i would like to do i like that uh, why doesn't my shell do that <laughs> you need shell master evasion <laughs> shell masting is something you do in private chloe <laughs> uh chloe you're up all right so i'm going to take out and grab randomly out of my sack of four presents and grab one of them and chuck it uh hopefully 60 feet over to krampus uh so they have a range of 30 feet i can run oh, which hill is krampus on now two three or three. four Three. All right. So, hmm. I don't really want to leave the hill that I'm on. <laughs> so, I guess I'll just shoot my crossbow. Ah, that'd be a seven to hit. <laughs> that is a miss. Okay. And I, th I think I will. Uh, are the presents wrapped in different color wrapping? Is that how we can tell them apart? Yeah, you could actually look at them and. And from what you've seen so far, I don't think it would be a stretch to say that you've kind of figured out roughly what dif the different colors do. Okay, so in the pouch, do it. What do I have from a present perspective? Do I need to roll those? Yeah, I guess you can roll. If you guys want, you can you can do that for all of your presents as well, and just write them down. Whatever you got. So one one is fire. Two is cold. Three is poison. Four is psychic. Five is force. Six is radiant. Oh, wait, I'm dead anyway. What does it matter? <laughs> now as one of us grabs your bag. Still, it's in your bag. That's true, actually, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, you'll revive me, right? Yeah. Uh, Pyro would be up next, so if you want to make a dex, uh, a death save, sorry. That's just a normal D20 roll, people? Yep. All right, ready? 18! Yay! Next... In initiative is Amelie. I am going to pull a red present out of my bag and throw it at Krampus. All right, so I'll make a dex save. That's a fail. Burn! And it does seven fire damage. Take that, you ugly piece of poo. Ah, 
Would you little fools cut it out with these flames? No. Okay, so Krampus is next. Uh, where are you, Amelie? I'm still at the fork. So since Amelie is the closest, I'm he's going I'm to... Right on. Oh, right, Bebop. Yes. Uh, Krampus is going to make a claw attack against Bebop. AC's 20. All right, here we go. So uh, that is a miss then. Uh, yeah. I've never felt so fast before in my entire life. <laughs> so that's the end of Krampus's turn, unfortunately. Bebop. Well, you've hurt my new friend, Pyra. I'm sure she'll be okay, but I'm going to have to hit you now. <laughs> so I will, uh, <laughs> I'll attack action. Okay, well, I'll try to hit him once, see how that goes. Uh, shit, that's a 10. Then I'll use my extra action to attack him again. Uh, that's better, that's a 25 with my, with my gauntlet. Um, seven thunder. All right, very good. That's all I got. At the end of your turn, Krampus is going to use a legendary action to teleport. <sighs> He's going to teleport to the grease hill. He's He forgot that there was grease on there. Ah. So he's going to need to make a deck save. It's only DC 13, though. Yeah, so he passes. He rolls a uh, 16 deck save. So hooven legs keep him upright. And next is Chloe. So I have a healer's kit. So I will stabilize Pyra. So what does that mean for me that I just saved? You're stable. You're still at zero hit points. You're just not making death saves anymore. That's it for me. And Pyra would be next. So I just do nothing. I can't heal myself or anything because I'm unconscious. Yeah, somebody has to heal you. The ghost of Pyra will haunt you, Grampus. Chloe, I have another speed potion. Do you want it? And I'll hold it up. And then with my other hand, I'm going to throw another red present at Krampus. I will make a dex save. Ooh, yeah, that's bad. Um, nine. So you successfully hit Krampus for uh, 13 fire damage. Oof. How'd you like that, big boy? Uh, I thought I told you to stop with the flames like it. I don't like it one bit. Kind of have to because I don't have any more red ones. <laughs> I want you to know that I'm listening to you because I have to, not because I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, wow. Okay. Krampus is looking a bit weary um, and tired. And singed? Very singed. Bebop, top of the order. Okay. I guess I'll go back down the mountain and chase <laughs> Krampus again. <laughs> the tortoise trying to catch them. Yeah, so with all Fair. actions, in, I have 90 feet of movement. Yeah, that's enough. Um, you will have to make a um, athletics, dex, acrobatics, whatever um, check to scale the mountain and okay, not fall. I got a 19 for athletics. That's enough. Hello again, Grampus. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
You're just gonna. <laughs> that's all uh, I got. Yeah, that's all I can do. <laughs> okay, perfect. Chloe, you're up. Well, I'm still on the other mountain. I don't have any additional healing potions. Too far away to throw a present. All right, I'm just gonna shoot my crossbow then. Seventeen to hit. That's a miss. Ah, oh, that's all I can do. Okay, do you want to move? No, I'm trying to sort of hold this hill. Haste potion. Yeah, but where you're down the you're you're down there. You have to throw it to me. Oh, I can't. Go I can't well. wish it to me. <laughs> I wish. I wish that her haste potion came into my hand. <laughs> I mean, you could you could you could use your movement to get closer to her um, if you want. But you know, if you want to stay on that hill, that's fine too. Yeah, I think I'm gonna st- stick where I am. He's going down that hill. I'm, I'm the least got a mage hand. It's fine. Yeah, we're good. I think that's all I'm going to do. Very good. Uh, Pyro would be up next, uh, but she's still incapacitated or unconscious. Uh, Amelie. Uh, well, since I was reminded I have mage hand, I think I will <laughs> cast mage hand. Good job, Leland. And take the uh, Elven Espresso up to Chloe. Okay. I'll allow it. I am a big fan of Mage Hand, so you could suggest pretty much anything, and I would say yes. <laughs> if only Krampus had been nicer to Amelie, the things she could do I with know. that Mage Hand that day. Oh, my That's goodness. Right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> and then for a bonus action, I'm going to try and just give him a little shove with my telekinetic push. Sure. Drink safe. I'm going to say he's going to roll at disadvantage because he's on grease. Yes. Oof, he still rolled pretty well. Uh, 23 is his worst. Yeah, you got that. I need to know how much healing I get. Well, it hasn't happened yet. Healing from what? I mean, you haven't got any healing. Oh, I thought I thought you mage-handed me the Elven Espresso. That's, That's a speed, speed potion. potion to Chloe. Not, you're not getting Oh, healed. frick, I thought you were healing. Okay, never mind. No, unfortunately, that's a speed potion. Okay, that makes a lot more sense. Yep. I was like, I thought it was. Now that you reminded me, I do have. have I know. I was about to say, I thought it was the eggnog. Yeah. Did you? Is that what you meant? uh, No, no, no. I meant the. I gave the Elven espresso to Chloe. Okay. Okay. Next turn. Because I'm willing to retcon if you you meant. I really thought you meant the eggnog, but I didn't even realize it wasn't me. So that's my fault for being dead and not paying attention. Could the mage hand take both things? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Can the mage hand take both hands? Both two mage hands. I believe the rule is it can carry something up to five pounds. Ten pounds, I believe. Ten? Yep. I guess Mage Hand just keeps getting better. It cannot carry more than ten pounds. Oh, dang. So it can carry up to ten pounds. And oh. I would think an egg dog and a little espresso would be more than yeah, ten pounds. I'll allow it. Espresso, I mean, you don't need enough, much though? espresso, right? It would be a small container. Yeah. <laughs> and the eggnog wouldn't be that big. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. It's two awesome. D four plus gave, two. No, no, no. You just gave Chloe two potions in which she needs to take two actions oh. to utilize both of them. So <laughs> nobody's awake That's or right. healed yet, but we got some That's potions right. moved around the battlefield. <laughs> this is so strange. Yeah. <laughs> I, I will say though, if you drown the haste one first, you have an extra action to use the eggnog. <laughs> That's right. right. That's right. Chugs the eggnog before realizing. Oh wait. For uh, <laughs> what haste lasts for like a minute too, right? right? Yeah. yeah. So I'll get an extra the attack. The espresso each, clouded your thinking. You chug the eggnog. Do you, do you want to move, Amelie? Nope. Well, I would... Mm. 
I think I'm going to back up from the uh, fork a little bit towards the stairs. Just a little bit. Okay. Very good. Krampus is up. So he stands atop the original snowy peak that he was on, which is now very slick with grease. He's kind of wavering a little bit on his hooven legs. He is going to bite Bebop right in front of him. That's uh, 17 to hit. That's a miss. Uh, uh, next up is Bebop. Aha! Well, well, well. It seems I can finally punch you, Krampus. So punch I'll him in the nards! Throw a gauntlet, a uh, super gauntlet at him. F- uh, fudge, that's a miss. That's only 16. Crap, and he's probably going to teleport away again, so I'm going to try to... <laughs> I'll use my hasty action to, hit, to try to punch him again. Although this time... Well, my gauntlets, they... Yeah, okay. They, they count as simple weapons, so I think I can do non-lethal with my gauntlets. So I'm going to try to just knock him out. Okay. Ah, it's only a 17. Damn it. The shell. My shield would have hit him, but not my gauntlet. Mm. Alright, that's... I got nothing. I'm, I'm done. Uh, he is going to teleport. Oh, what a surprise. (laughs) (laughs) So he's going to teleport to the empty ah, peak that that him and Bebop just were on before. He's not going to teleport to you. I was hoping. (laughs) (laughs) Next is Chloe. So I grab both of the potions. Not knowing which is which, I'm going to drink the first one. So how do you want me to roll? Well, I mean, they do look quite dissimilar. One is small and but has she's a dumb. Car- I don't. I don't know any difference. Drink so a little about, one. How about I'm gonna dr- I'll roll a d6. Okay. One two three. No, one two three. Say haste. Drink four, the little. Four five six. <laughs> I'm not paying any attention to you. One. No one one to four. <laughs> one to four haste. is haste. Okay. Yeah. Five and six is. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna go make myself a drink, Chloe. So geez. I'm gonna start. Here's what I'll do. I, I pop it open. I start. I start to drink it when I realize this is the eggnog, right? Because I've had the eggnog before, so I'm not that stupid. So <laughs> then I will go ahead and pour. Use my action to pour the eggnog. So we're uh, gonna split the healing. Okay, both of you. Well, I, d- I didn't drink it. I just smelled it. Uh, you said you drank it. <laughs> oh, I did say I drank it? Okay. That's fine. Okay, we'll split the healing. It'll still get her up. Yeah. <laughs> Three hit points for Pyra. Oh, five. <laughs> hey, Bo, wouldn't Chloe just regurgitate it like a bird? I mean, she's oh, Chloe yeah. after all. <laughs> just spit in Pyra's mouth. <laughs> I'll, yeah, I'll I like it. Yeah, I think I think so. I, I have about half of it down, no. and I go, "Oh, this is eggnog." In my mouth. Oh yeah, I have no yeah. choice. Well, you're no choice. You're got baby birded. I'm afraid Pyra's been baby birded. What the heck, you guys? This is a first for me in D anD. d After uh, <laughs> this eggnog doesn't egg taste a little off. Yeah, this eggnog don't taste the same. I think it's gone bad. Ugh. 
your eyes open and, and the last bit of spittle falls oh, from my mouth. Chloe, what have you done? Are you okay? What have you done, Chloe? Uh, you elves are disgusting. We don't even allow that sort of thing in the underworld. <laughs> That's you my turn. twisted freaks. Okay, so Spira, Pyra is to eight then, total up. Oh, I get his healing, eh? I guess. <laughs> yes, that's why he's spitting it in your mouth. Disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> it's my turn. Okay, I can cast cure wounds on myself. Uh, I heal another eleven hit points. Okay, very good. So I can take like one more hit from Krampus. Krampus. I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never gonna keep me down. <laughs> All right, Amelie. Oh, yeah, I'm going to. So he teleported back closer to me. He did, yeah. So he's about 30 feet away from you, maybe even a little bit less, even taking into the fact that he's elevated. So if I wanted to get up to his area, I have 30 foot of movement. I could run up right into his face? Yeah. If you successfully climb, you would be right up in his face. Uh, if you try to go around either to the left or the right where it slopes down and becomes less of cliff face, it would take you more than 30 feet of movement. I really don't think I want to be up in his face, but let's do it. I'm going to try and climb. So uh, a check of your choice, whether it be dexterity or acrobatics or athletics, uh, whatever. Say uh, 14, get me to the top. That's enough. So I'll get up there, and then I'm going to cast Vampiric Touch. So the black smoke envelops my hand again, and I'm going to touch him. And he will take 3d6 of damage. Necrotic. That is 12. 12 damage, and I get 6 health. Ah, those tiny, pathetic little horns of yours do have a bit of a sharp point on them. You better believe it. Okay, top of the order is Bebop again. Well, Pyra, it's good to see you back on your feet. Let's make sure you stay there. And I'll use uh, another superiority die in my bonus action to rally Pyra. Give her three temporary hit points. Not a great roll. And then I think I'm going to hold this hill and we'll just put, let's keep something on each of these hills and I'll just use my That's action thing. to dodge. Thanks. Very good. Very good. I think you are outsmarting old Saint Krampus. Uh, next is Chloe. I'm going to down the haste potion. That would be my full action now. You can uh, still move if you wanted to, right? Uh, yes. And let's see, he said he's. 60 feet, so if I did... So your movement is doubled, and you have a, an extra action. Oh, damn, I know what's going to happen if I run all the way over there. Pyra's still up there, though. But Pyra's still up there. That's a good point. I am going to haul ass down the one slope and up the other, putting myself next to Krampus. So I will need a um, dexterity-based check of your choice. That's a 13. That's enough. You make it up to the peak with Krampus on it. That's all I can do. Pyra, you're up. Ah, Krampus! You son of a gun! 
I'm gonna shoot a firebolt over at him. 23 to hit. Yes. <laughs> For three fire damage. Ooh, that's bad. That's on 2d10. <laughs> yeah, that's rough. That's so bad. While that was not much damage, he is, like, looking extremely bad after that. He, you can see him, like, blinking, trying to keep his eyes open. He's looking weak. His legs are trembling a bit to hold him up. He's in bad shape. And Amelie. But the fire is so delightful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to caress him again with my <laughs> vampiric touch. Wow. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's... 27 to hit. Ooh. One off from a crit. Yeah, 13 points of damage. 13 is enough. Yay! Two would have done it. <laughs> Take that! That was non-lethal, right? We pacify... Pass- What's the word? Yeah, I pacified the heck out yeah. of him. <laughs> Chloe's just sitting there shaking. (laughs) Too much espresso. (laughs) I wanted to... As he goes down, he sort of just starts to crumble and fall apart right in front of your eyes and turns into a pile of moldy dirt. Ew. Disgusting. As that happens... The ground underneath you starts to move a little bit, starts to rumble. You feel a bit of a vibration. It starts to become more and more and more noticeable. You hear things starting to shift and crack a little bit. The stones are starting to shift. A little bit of snow is tumbling down these cliff faces. You look up, and the snowstorm that was in here and, and the wind that was blowing around sort of gradually starts to just fade away and everything falls to the ground you see you're inside the snow globe a tiny little crack forms right in the top starts to just zigzag its way all the way down and it starts to grow and crack in different directions this factory is starting to crumble underneath your feet uh i think we need to get out of here let's go i I run hastily <laughs> <laughs> down the steps. Don't forget the puppy on the way out. I'll get him. So if you are all willing to run at your full speed, you should have time to make it out before the factory No, comes. I think I'll skip for a little bit. <laughs> okay. Well, unfortunately, Amelie did not quite make it out with the rest of the party. <laughs> She found refuge in Beeboob's shell. <laughs> you should be able to find your way down the way that you came. It's not that complicated of, of a building. And you're able to run out and certainly are able to scoop up the little puppy on your way out. And as you get out, uh, I assume you would put a little bit of distance between yourselves and the factory. It all comes crashing down inwards on itself, sort of implodes. The snow globe cracking and shattering into thousands of little pieces and falling in on itself and all is calm it's very calm outside actually um it's just a nice pleasant pretty mild uh wintry day 
There's a little bit of snow falling here and there. It's not windy. The temperature's a bit chilly, but not bad. And you have successfully thwarted the Grinch and Krampus's plans. Yay! Christmas is saved! Who do we fight next? And I got a hole punch! You, you do see, <laughs> sticking out from the rubble, Krampus's uh, staff. It's this gnarled wooden staff, and atop it is a skull that has two horns bending backward. It sort of resembles Krampus's horns. And if you would like, you can go get it, or, or attempt to go get it. I think I would walk over and try and pick it up. Sure. Okay. You're able to, as long as you're careful in the rubble, um, not to twist your ankle, you can pick it up. Seems like a trap. Yeah, before I touch it, I want to do an Arcana check on it. Sure, sure. Uh, roll for Arcana. That's a 16. Uh, that is enough to know that it is a magical staff. And it also gives you a very foreboding feeling, as though perhaps it might be cursed. Instead of picking it up, I want to grab a big piece of rubble and try and throw it at it to try and break it. Okay, sure. Why don't you uh, make an attack roll? Eight. That's enough. It's an inanimate object. So you hit it, but it is not destroyed. Ah. What are we going to do about it? I don't think any of us should touch this. Uh, what should we do I think do it might it? taste like candy. Let me try to take a bite. No, 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 no. I don't. <sighs> no, but I have acid bites. It. It's fine. Okay. Yeah, taste it. It can't be bad. Step back from it. Okay, I'm going to do primal savagery on the cane. It's a 20. It's a 20. Okay. And I do 19 acid damage to it. Does that break it? That does seem to do a bit. It's not destroyed, but it's definitely looks worn down. Um, however, it still appears magical. I think maybe we take this back to Santa and let him deal with it. But don't touch it. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you get the feeling that you're probably not going to be able to destroy it um, with the resources you have available to you. Ah, it's not as good as the elf's butts. But you know what? Santa can handle <laughs> Nothing ever yeah, is. Santa can handle it. And I mean, I trust Santa. He gave me exactly what I wanted for Christmas. I wanted a puppy dog. I just so happy I got a puppy dog. <laughs> the little the little dog seems to be very happy that, that you have rescued it from its awful life that it was living in there. And you hear a bit of a jingle up high in the sky off in the distance. If you look towards where you hear that you see the reindeer and the sleigh returning from far off over the forest, making its way zigzagging down through the clouds toward you. They land and come to a stop just at your feet, and Dasher gives a neigh and paws the ground a little bit. Looks to be happy. Are we supposed to... I want to pet his nose. Are we supposed to get on the sleigh or what? <laughs> Dancer and Prancer nod their heads and snort. <laughs> Come here, Snuggles. Let's get on the sleigh, honey. And I pick up the dock and I go to the sleigh. And I'm I get on the sleigh. Use some kind of cloth or something to grab the rod so I'm not touching it. And so we can take it with us and then I'll get on the sleigh. It doesn't seem to cause any ill effect to you. And they start to gallop away, picking up speed, until they eventually lift off and bring you back, you assume, towards where St. Nick is living. As we're, as we're flying in the sleigh, 
Bebop says, Well, Krampus ignored Amelie's advancements, said that her horns needed some enhancements. The Grinch can unzip. It's been quite a trip. We've seen evil elves that were quite crass. Pyra was eating some ass, which was a bit gory. But in the end, I think this will make another good story. Yay! <laughs> and I poop you on the nose. <laughs> Aww, Bravo. The crowd goes wild. Well done. Good job, everyone. Huzzah! We survived! <laughs>